Hello listeners, welcome back to another episode of Juice of Thought, where we talk about everything and anything thought-provoking. Today, I do have a very special guest, and I reckon that very special guest wants to introduce themselves. Hello everybody, I'm Ilana. Um, I'm a freshman studying in the American University in Bulgaria, and I'm very happy to be here today. Okay, so Lana and I will be delving into the world of distraction today because there are so many things going on in the world. We can't just focus on one thing. It's it's very hard not to get distracted by any of it at all. So how does distraction play a role in your life, Lana? Oh, well, I'm distracted all the time. So <laughs> it's a big problem of mine. And I believe that um, many people can relate to me. I have noticed that most of the time, The reasons are not external. Uh, it's not a notification on my phone or a ping or anything. My roommate talking to me, though that occurs. The majority of the times, it's just my thoughts. Something comes up while I'm studying, while I'm in, in class, that distracts me from the task at hand. And I focus all my attention on the thought or feeling that arises and have yet to overcome this problem. What about you? I relate to you on a deeper level because I get distracted all the time, like you said, even when, like right now, when I'm speaking, I get too scared to get distracted by my own thoughts. So it does happen a lot. I remember once um, my mom told me to return a bottle of milk to the fridge And uh, instead, I took that bottle of milk and I opened the oven. And I was about to put the bottle of milk in the oven because I was too distracted with something that I was thinking about. So it really happens a lot. Or that time I was giving a presentation in a classroom and suddenly the door opens. I stop midway of me talking. I just stop talking and I go and I close the door because that one thing That one small thing that happened distracted me and I just couldn't continue. Exactly. So would you say that for you, it's most of the time internal reasons or external reasons? Or it's kind of 50-50 for you? Not 50-50, I would say 60 to... Wait, I can't count. 60 to 40. <laughs> <laughs> Because um, sometimes like the door thing that happened, that was external, as I told you. But the Usually, most of the times, it's just in my head. I would be talking to someone and there are so many things happening in my head. I get distracted by my own thoughts and I just kind of get lost in my mind. So it's it's both, but mostly the internal thing. Yeah, and I believe one of the main reasons is because we're seeking more stimulation. Uh, once I was in a class or I think a club meeting and I just, I had to squeeze. And on the second screen, I was playing a video game called Team Fortress. Uh, and the club meeting was going. <laughs> Obviously, um, I would say that the club meeting was more like background music to my to my ears. I was not focused at all, and I could not say that I was multitasking. If I told you, I was playing Team Fortress, and at the same time, I managed to listen to the conversation and understand everything. I would be lying to you because that's not the truth. I was focused on the game, and this game is, requires all my attention and mental um, expenditure. So I could not um, equally devote my attention to both activities. Of course, I don't do that anymore with video games, but still during classes, I'm tempted to just use my phone and go on Instagram or Facebook or whatever. And I catch myself doing it sometimes and I stop. But other times, it takes a while to, to realize, oh, wait, how did I get here? Exactly. <laughs> it happens like that, honestly. It's like 
you reading a book and you're just so indulged that you forget everything like that surrounds you. You cannot even feel or hear anyone if anyone talks to you. So it's similar to that. Yeah, but now that you mentioned books, I was going to ask you if you have been lately reading books and how often, if you don't mind sharing. I'll tell you why I'm asking. <laughs> you know what happens with me? I get one book, I read it, I read a few chapters, and then I'm like, oh, I'm bored. I go grab another book and I read it, and then I stop reading because I'm bored with that one as well. And then I leave both of them and I just stop reading for a while because there is uni, there is work, there are so many things going on. I don't even have time to read anymore, which is so sad. So yeah, why are you asking? It's connected to our topic very much because, again, our attention span is struggling because we really cannot sit down with a book and read for an hour. An hour, 15 minutes. I can't even get myself to read that book for 15 minutes because I know that they're on the laptop on or out somewhere on my phone, doesn't matter. There are so many other more stimulating activities. So I think that we are so uncomfortable with boredom. The book doesn't have to be boring, but we still perceive it as more boring than um, watching a YouTube video or I do, <laughs> playing a video game, talking to people online or, or not. And it's just, that's why I'm asking you because I personally have not been reading as much as I would like to uh, the past month or two or five. Uh, so I, I believe that one of the reasons ex is exactly this, the distractions, yeah, the overly stimulating activities that are on the other side of the book that um, tempt me and I really give in to them. It could be more interesting, but I don't even give it a chance. To, to explore that world of books. I feel you. It's like, it's very sad because right now I I don't remember finishing something. Like I start a lot of things and for some reason I don't have the, not motivation, like I would have the motivation to do them, but I don't really have the power to finish them, which is so annoying to be honest. Yeah, exactly. Uh, there was this, uh, it's, it was a very nice um, analogy. Imagine like a squirrel and it's, it forages uh, like nuts in, in a tree. And then when should that squirrel decide to move on to the next tree? Should it uh, have explored uh, all, the, um, all the nuts there are in, in this particular tree? Uh, or should it be like 50%? And I think there was a study that uh, basically says that we human beings are foraging for information the way other animals are foraging for food. And uh, we decide to move, let's assume that the tree for the squirrel is an article for us or a book for us. We read, as you said, you read four chapters and you kind of want to move on to the next thing. You know, you, you got the gist of it. You understood what's, what it is about. It didn't really grab your attention, maybe. So you assume that the opportunity cost for you to continue reading is too high. So you would rather do something more meaningful. But the problem with this is, is that we do not finish anything, as you said, and we cannot really delve deeper into any book, any topic, because our mind is a monkey that we cannot tame. Um, and I believe I believe that's, that's the biggest problem here. And it's again connected to distractions and to the fact that we really cannot um, control our the thoughts that arise and distract us. Let's say. So we do agree that this is a huge problem. Do you think, like, what do you think causes it in the first place? Why are we so distracted? Yeah, we mentioned the two types of triggers, internal and external. 
it could be, as I said, like my roommate coming in and wanting to tell me a story. And I'm like, let's, I want to listen to that story. But I, I just, uh, for me to refocus again after she has told me the story, it could take up to 20 minutes. So these are external triggers and then the door as well that you mentioned. And the other internal triggers are um, emotional states that we want to avoid, we feel uncomfortable in. And most often these are loneliness. And when we experience loneliness, let's say we want to message people, messenger, uh, instead of doing our task and boredom. So to avoid those, uh, we, we distract ourselves. I think these are the main reasons. Yes. What do you think? I would say there are two more. One is kind of related to what you said, which is daydreaming. Mm -hmm. uh, you don't want to confront the reality. You don't want to live in this world. You'd rather live in your head and you don't want to actually face reality. So I think that's one uh, cause. Another thing could be tiredness. For example, I have this class, it's called differential equations. It's so hard, but beside that, um, it's for three hours and we only have like 15 minute breaks throughout the session. Even though we do have those breaks, they're not enough. And I just get so tired mentally that I cannot focus. I get distracted during the session by anything and I just, I stop focusing. I, my mind cannot process the information that the instructor is explaining. So I think tiredness, fatigue is uh, one of the causes as well. Yeah, I can put it into the internal triggers though. Again, external internal, so tiredness could be along with loneliness and boredom, all those things we want to avoid. But yeah, I get what you mean. Yeah, so mainly two triggers, internal and external, uh, as you said, and in the internal, there are many different sub areas that uh, actually make you get distracted, like tiredness, daydreaming and uh, boredom, things like that. Yeah, exactly. And also I wanted to mention uh, this cycle that when we get distracted, we feel guilty, uh, we have lost time and we start blaming ourselves. It doesn't have to be um, even consciously, but it's just like I've wasted so much time now. I've watched two hours of uh, YouTube videos. So watching 15 minutes more, I, I can do that. It doesn't matter at this point, something like that. So it becomes this vicious cycle. You get distracted, you feel guilty. And then because you feel guilty, you continue getting distracted, which um, leads to you feeling powerless. And I would call this a vicious cycle. This cycle is like a black hole, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, I'm not sure how we can really overcome it because I'd feel guilty for not finishing an assignment because I drifted off and started watching a YouTube video about food. But I would still continue watching that YouTube video, although I'm guilty because I don't care, to be honest. So uh, uh, it's really hard overcoming something like this, don't you think? Yeah, I think so. But the main way, I believe, to, to overcome it is to notice the sensations. So at first you have, once you catch yourself distracted and see that you are, feel that you're uh, feeling guilty. You have to acknowledge that and let it, let it be there, kind of sit with it. Because again, the problem with uh, boredom is that we really cannot sit with boredom, with uh, uncomfortable sensations and feeling guilty is uncomfortable as well. So uh, being aware of that would allow you to stop the, the cycle, I believe. And what would help you be more aware of things, I'd say, and that personally helped me a lot is 
reflecting on your day. Just sit with yourself, sit with your thoughts. I know they're uncomfortable. I know it's annoying, but you have to face these things and you have to embrace whatever happened and whatever you're thinking about. Just reflect on the things. And as you said, be more aware of them in order for you to be more present. Yeah, absolutely. I general sometimes to do you do it online or like write it down on the physical paper? For me, to be honest, I used to keep a journal. Not anymore. <laughs> I do it in my head. I just reflect with myself. But keeping a journal is really helpful. Oh, yeah, yeah sure. You said reflect. Exactly. It doesn't have to be. What other solutions are there? Uh, well, there are many solutions to, to, th to this, I believe. One thing I also do is whenever I am, um, again, in class or doing something, I have a paper next to me that if a thought arises that I feel uncomfortable with, or even if, it, if it's a normal thought, I should call my friend something. I write it down. I should call my friend. It cleans my, clears my mind. I don't have to think about it until the rest of the class. Uh, it could be about ideas as well, certain idea. You want those written down because you can come up with an, an interesting idea at an, an opportune time and then forget it forever, something like that. So really um, having a paper to write ideas down, thoughts down, also feelings and even fears and worries um, has been helpful for me. Uh, another thing is... Uh, the night before, it's great to plan your day because somebody said, um, if you don't plan your day, somebody else is going to plan it for you. And this means that somebody else is going to have the opportunity to distract you. And it's not necessarily that your friends want to be distracting and um, stop you from achieving the things you want. It's just they want to spend time with you, let's say. And if they call you and say, let's go out and you don't have any plans, you probably succumb and say, sure, let's go out. But then... Um, the tasks that you have to finish won't be finished. So kind of plan your day. It doesn't have to be with, with a to-do list. It has to be more of a, um, how much time you want to devote, devote to tasks instead of focusing on, I should do this. I should write a whole essay. So break, break it into chunks that are manageable. Yeah. Though sometimes I struggle with this because I do plan my day before I sleep uh, every day, every night, actually. But... I don't, like sometimes, most of the times, if I'm honest, I get distracted and I don't accomplish everything that I wanted to accomplish, which is okay, to be honest. I think we should normalize not accomplishing everything we want to accomplish during the day, you know? Yeah, I think it's perfectly fine. Uh, it's not about uh, checking the to-do the, the list, you know, checking everything that there is. It's rather the process of you following it to a certain extent and being mindful of daily activities that you're doing. And also you can assign one hour of the day for one hour or different times, specific times for social media and messaging so that you're not distracted all the time. Uh, for example, I used to do that. I don't do it anymore. From 7 to 8 p.m., this is when people knew that they could message me and contact me. It didn't work for me as well because... Uh, during the day, I may miss something, you know, this uh, formal fear of missing out. I may miss on something that uh, people want to go out in the evening, let's say, and I want to, to, to know about it. But generally, you can do it, let's say, once once in the morning for 10 minutes, uh, during lunch 10 minutes, and then in the evening, like a bigger chunk. Basically having um, designated time to uh, use social media. What do you think about that technique? I think it's very helpful to be honest but you need a strong will you need to be you need to have a very 
strong determination. I mean, unlike me, I've been planning to stop using my phone and just use it for one hour. That never worked so far, but as long as you keep going, as long as you keep trying, and as long as you have that strong will that, no, I have to assign a specific time frame so I don't get distracted, you can do it. You'll be able to do it. There's one more thing I wanted to actually mention, which is uh, meditating or yoga as well. Meditation and yoga helps a lot. It reminds you of everything going on like around you. And there's this post idea that you came up with, which is which was about um, sensations and how everything is competing for your attention. <laughs> I really like that because it relates a lot to what we're talking about. So when we do yoga or when we meditate, we can actually sense every small detail going around us. The smells, the lights, the absolutely everything that we don't really notice. It helps us be there. It helps us be present. So I think it's we should all do that. Yes, I love this so much because uh, meditation really can help you build the ability to sustain attention, which is what we are lacking currently. Uh, and also, uh, I believe that um, meditation is exactly beca- becoming increasingly more difficult, as we mentioned books and not being able to concentrate on a book uh, that actually has a plot, has characters and so on. It's, it could be interesting. And meditation is, as some people, some of my friends say, it's basically, you know, doing nothing. Um, and it's so boring, let's say, quote unquote. And I know that it's a cliche tactic. Everybody talks about meditation at this point, And you either like it or not, kind of. I've been trying to influence my friends to, uh, or let's say raise awareness and influence them to start meditating and stuff. But I have understood that it's not about, it's not for everybody. And to be honest, I don't do it daily. I had... Um, I used to do it, but again, it's, I'm, I'm ashamed to admit it, but it's boring to me. I know how, I know the great consequences of it. <laughs> yeah. I, know, <laughs> I know how, how amazing it could be. It's just, uh, I have no time for it or something like that. These are excuses, but, um, everybody should try it at least, let's say. Yeah. I usually do that before I sleep. It even helps me sleep to be honest. So there is a time frame for a lot of people before they go to bed. So I'd recommend doing it, doing it like 30 minutes, one hour before you go to bed. I think um, you'd mostly be free to try it. But as you said, it's not for everybody. Some people find it boring. So yeah, just try it out. There is one more thing actually that I wanted to suggest. Do you think if we distract ourselves with something, we would, like for example, sometimes you would need an actual distraction in order to focus on things. Like I would need to go to the beach. I need a vacation. I need a trip so I can relax and just forget about the world. And then when I go back, I would be absolutely focused on everything that I need to get done with. So do you think that helps? Because I do. Uh, you mean like uh, that in this case, distraction would be uh, a good idea like to kind of clear your mind yeah getting distracted to not be distracted kind of yeah it's kind of relaxation you have to uh detach yourself from reality sometimes so it's it's not that overwhelming absolutely yeah it's it just depends on how you're distracted again it wouldn't be a good idea to have between study sessions to have um relaxation in quote quotation marks uh in 
social media, let's say, but taking a walk and refreshing, refreshing was the word I was searching for, refreshing your mind. This is necessary. So I do believe that uh, getting distracted to not be distracted later on is, is valid. Yeah. It feels like um, we can be distracted by everything and anything. So we should choose the perfect thing for us to get distracted by. Does that make sense? Absolutely, yes. I've been thinking about this as well, so I'm very happy you mentioned it. Basically, we're avoiding distractions, we're saying how bad they are, and we um, beat ourselves up for um, for getting distracted, but it's inevitable. So just find something that could serve you as a good distraction, and as you said, refreshing uh, your mind. Actually, just before this podcast, I went uh, for a walk because I felt like I needed distractions I had been sitting before. And I went for this walk and it really refreshed uh, my mind. And it was dis- distracting me from the task that I had to do in writing the essay, let's say, that I have. Uh, but this is uh, beneficial, let's say. Exactly. Uh, I remember the same class, differential equations. Yesterday, <laughs> I was too tired and fed up with everything. So instead of just studying after the class, I went outside and I rollerbladed and I just really had fun, to be honest, away from the phone, away from online classes, away from everything. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And then when I came back, I actually felt refreshed, as you said. So it's it's really nice. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. This just kind of uh, reminded me of the fact that some people say we have to take walks without our phones, but I don't have a clock. So I was like, we will be late for this podcast episode. I hope I'm not late for it for my first podcast ever. <laughs> um, and I, I didn't have my phone and it was, it was nice because I had to confront my, my thoughts and feelings. And it's kind of like taking a walk could be like a meditation, let's say, uh, in a sense that I am observing my surroundings and observing my inner world as well. Yeah. Uh, but as I, I struggled with the same thing. Taking a walk for me was too boring, boring uh, because I love cycling. When I cycle, I cycle with the, with the cars on the road and listening to music, to this very uh, motivating music. And it's, there's adrenaline and I crave adrenaline. And then when I am, um, when there, there's a lack of stimuli, I feel like I'm not being productive or I'm not enjoying life enough. But what I need to understand, and we all need to understand, is that those moments of reflection are, are needed for us to enjoy the rest of our lives, let's say, even though they could be perceived as boring. Exactly. We live in such a digitalized age right now. Everything, our phones, our laptops, and the fact that we crave this stimuli, as you said, is a problem. And we need to learn how to cherish everyday moments, the simple things, the the way the trees are colored yellow, yellow, <laughs> the way the trees are green and uh, the way the sky is blue, the smell of uh, the earth after the, <laughs> the rain. So these things are things that we need to notice, that we need to feel because we would miss on a lot of things if we don't do that. Exactly. And one thing I would urge our audience is whenever, for example, you're on a queue waiting for some people, um, be it in a store or whatever, don't take your phone automatically and reflexively, but just stay there and relax your mind. Kind of think about anything, really, uh, because 
you have noticed we just reach into our pocket with no intention of searching something specific. It's just we want this to let the information flow start again because, again, we're feeling bored. So this is like just try to experiment with in such a situation, don't use your phone, but observe your surroundings. And it's really just 30 seconds, so I'm sure you'll survive without your phone. Exactly. Oh, my God, this reminds me of the time when uh, we were in this social event thing and uh, we were supposed to socialize. But instead of doing that, um, I wasn't a very social person. So instead of doing that, I just took my phone out of the pocket and I started playing with my phone, reading, doing whatever. So my phone served as a distraction for me to confront my real problem with socializing with people. Um, so as you said, we should not rush and take our phones out. We should actually confront our real problems and we should be there in the moment. We should be present. Do you have anything else to add? Well, I guess one thing was when you were talking about uh, the busy lives, I was reminded that I feel like it's because of an, a sense, we have the sense of time poverty, that we don't have enough time to do everything we need uh, to do or everything we want to do. So this feeling of urgency uh, prompts us to <clears throat> multitask, let's say. Uh, which multitasking, as I mean, many people know nowadays, it's not function. We don't really multitask uh, efficiently, as I said, with the playing Team Fortress and being in a club meeting. Um, but yeah, I think one of the reasons, again, is urgency, feeling that we want to do so many, many things in, in life that uh, we possibly don't have enough time. But believe me, if you take the time to... Uh, waste time in a sense not be productive all the time your productivity would would increase and your well-being would increase as well definitely um i would want to accomplish so many things during a day that i would have to multitask as you said and between doing that i would just i don't know get bored from doing this assignment so i'll just go and do another one and in the end i would never complete any of them the point is you should actually focus on one thing at a time as well. Because in the end, if you do multitask, it'll be harder for you to finish uh, both things at the same time, unless you're a multitasking person. So you could do that. But uh, for me personally, I found that finishing one thing at a time is actually more productive. Yeah, I don't think there's such a concept, though, a multitasking person. We are all beings that function in a kind of similar way when it comes to these things. And we are not, from, we are not um, made to multitask. You just jump from one uh, activity to the other. There's no such thing. Sure, there are people that are used to dividing their attention in this way, but it doesn't mean that they're efficient at doing so. You know, that's an interesting topic that we might want uh, Lana to talk about with us. What do you listeners think? Should we make an episode about that with Lana? So is there anything more? I don't think so. I think we've, I mean, we've barely touched the surface, but for uh, the limited time we have here, I think we've done a great job. <laughs> we did. <laughs> so thank you, Lana, for joining us. Uh, this has been very insightful. Uh, I've learned a lot. I'm sure our listeners learned a lot too. And I'm sure they're looking forward to more episodes with you. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. And yeah, please let us know what you think of this episode through our social media or through our website. And until next week, see you soon.